Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, we're back. We're live. We're doing all those things. It is a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we've got our continual every three months. You get to see the smiling face. But we have a special edition today. For those of you that aren't watching the live, you don't know what's going on, but you'll you'll hear the voice, the man behind the camera that's normally just passing things over to our own DCD's Doug Dreyer. We have live on the camera. He's not hiding out today. We have Trevor himself hanging out with us. <laughs> Look at that. We got Trevor from out from behind the camera. So as we always do, folks, before we get these gentlemen going, and Trevor, so you know, this is audio, so you do have to wait. You can't just wait. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm actually trying to do a social post right now. I do our social media, so I'm trying to let everybody know we're live. All right, so let everybody know we're live. <laughs> So that yeah. they can jump on here because I'm sitting here and, and Trevor's like waving at me. I'm like, no, no one can see your wave. It's OK. Well, let them know because all the DCD uh, breaker folks, let them know they can come over to our Twitch and uh, we can get them. They can see us on our Twitch also. I mean, I know they want their own and everything, but they can jump <laughs> on ours. Ice Wolf's already showing up. Look, look at this. Ice, Ice. already on. Uh, Eagle's already already on. C20 wow, Eagle. Look at that. Look at they're, they're like ninjas. They're on this. They're, they're making ninjas. it happen. So, as we always do, let's go ahead and do some uh, house cleaning as we get the show getting ready to kick off here. First things first, as we always say, uh, we got sticker and a cause. That's that big board behind me. If you've got a cause, something you believe in, still haven't gotten a DCD uh, sticker yet. Having a new order printed right now. New order printed. That was a whole thing. Definitely so we can send them your way. That was like a whole thing on, uh, on the Discord there for a little bit. Yeah, is uh, checking that out. Make sure, folks, if you that's what something I'll throw out right now. So make sure as we're going through this, you find DCD, all their locations. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on Twitch. They're on LinkedIn. You can find Doug on LinkedIn. Doug Instagram. Dreyer on LinkedIn. We do Instagram. all Instagram. They're they're everywhere. They're trying. You know, DCD collects everything. They, they that's it. DCD. That might be your new tagline you might have just invented your new tagline <laughs> dcd dot 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 collects everything there you go <laughs> i think we got something going here we'll have to hear from everybody but as we always talk about sticker and a cause if you have something you believe in something you're doing something you think is important to you make sure you you reach out to us on our facebook page i got uh, this one you're looking for that uh that's, that's... now we throw that one away <laughs> Throw that oh, shit right man. out. Oh, throw that shit right, right out. There. Here we go. Yeah, look, hold on, Trevor. What's that sign say right there behind me? What's that say? Can you see it? You ain't no, got the glasses. Okay, on. I saw it. I was ignoring it because okay, that happens. Appreciating that my oh. you know, friends from LA. I'm not a football fan. I'm a baseball guy. If you haven't noticed, we'll, we'll talk about that too. I'm a baseball guy also, but I cry every time the season starts because I'm an O's fan. Okay. Um, Oh, I got crazy. I got no dog in the fight here. Seriously, dog it Doug, Doug has introduced <laughs> me to be a, a Rams fan, so I'm just by osmosis at best. You just accept it. So, but make sure you reach out to us on our Facebook page, the Above the Bar Podcast, or you can reach out to our network page, which is the Earplug Podcast Network. But our LinkedIn, our YouTube, our Twitter, our Twitch, even our emails, all the Above the Bar Podcast. Make sure you're reaching out to us. 
we're working on our actual official. I'm learning how to build. I, I, this is my age. I'm learning how to make a actual dot com page. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. But luckily, the folks over at Buzzworks, who's a friend of mine, Jessica, she's been on the uh, show before. She's attempting to teach me. Uh, I'm teaching her podcasting, and she is teaching me how to do that stuff. So, as always, always support each other. So, we've got that going on. So, make sure you reach out. Send me a sticker. We'll read it here live on the air. Also, though, but if your media is kind of collecting dust, and it shouldn't be, make sure you're reaching out to Media by Dibs. Media by Dibs is your source for all things media. You reach out to him. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook. Media by Dibs and that's D-I-B-S. Or you go on LinkedIn and you, you go ahead and look him up as Andrew Dibble. That was his wife we had on uh, on Saturday for Dads Aren't Second Class Podcast. We had her, Cheryl on. So you reach out to him. And if you mention hashtag belly up to the bar to him, he's going to give you a 10% discount on your first media order and a free consultation. So make sure you're reaching out to him. And then for all of you that are listening, the only other request I have is make sure you share today's show with every place you can think of. I don't care where you share it at. I don't care if you knock on your neighbor's door and tell them to go ahead and tune in. All your all those yard sale sites that you're on in Facebook, it should all be shared there. The goal is always to be kicked off of those things. That's a simple goal. Try to get kicked off of all those pages. So make sure you're sharing it to all those pages. So all the house cleaning is done. Everybody should have a beverage by now. Bellied up to the bar. We're ready to go. As I'm sharing to a, some last minute podcast pages, hopefully none of them kick us off here. They, I like it when podcast pages on Facebook that I share things to, like tell me no, I can't add my stuff there, which makes me laugh. I'm like, isn't that what this is for? It's crazy, right? Because honestly, I do all the social media pretty much for DCD collects, and yeah, it's a thing. People don't realize the work that goes into making all this magic happen. So kudos on to you, honestly. The show layout's great. It's a good environment. So, but for those who don't know. They just want to get into podcasting, right? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> there it is, right? I mean, it's and that's what we said about kind of DCD Collects. That's kind of how it worked for us. It was that kind of just ventured out. And the best thing you could tell anybody is just get started, right? And there's my my, my number one fan on LinkedIn, Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you? Um, Hello, Heather. I'm waving again. You See, I know. That's why it, it's weird because you're seeing us. And you think like, oh, I'm good. I just, I can wave. And you don't realize it. I do it all the time. Yeah. So let's get into this. Let's start with, well, you know, Trevor's on today. I want to, do we want to get into the breaker boxes first? Do it. We, let's do it, man. Let's That's go fine. right into breaker boxes. Go into breaker boxes. So for those of you that don't know what a breaker box is, I don't think I could do it justice explaining it. Because when I, people ask me about it, I'm like, it's like an adult blind box is yeah. what I kind of break it down to, but I'm going to let Trevor explain this one because, because he is the mastermind behind these yeah. things. And for those of you that, that as we're doing this, I'm going to bring up uh, one look at the, for those of you that are watching the video, Aww. I've got one up right now. The cover art for it looks like a 70s style comic book. It has three of the bounty hunters to include Boba Fett. And this was the bounty hunter signature series. My box was 19 of 50. Uh, love the artwork and all this, but but Trevor, go ahead and let, let's get into this. This is all you. Explain to everybody what a breaker box is. Well, cheers, man. Yeah, no pressure, right? So, and thank None. you, by the way, for the art because, you know, first off, what we wanted to try to do in, in our boxes, right, our breaker boxes is is to have something different. So we're really about original art in ours, but to kind of break it down to the, the 
quintessential basics of it. What a box or a breaker box is, it's a mystery box, right? But what you're doing is you're chasing what we're calling hits. So inside of these, what we have, we have what are prizes, if you will, but more of like what you're chasing. People call them chase cards and regular hobby packs for those who are familiar with opening Pokemon and, and other things like that. We're, we're kind of familiar collectors with chase cards. For those who aren't, that's kind of the catch of this, right? What you're buying into is you want to buy into an opportunity of maybe getting a better thing with the premise of understanding you're still going to get some cool stuff. You're still going to get that kind of thing that you're into, kind of like that Boba Fett box that you have for us. I like to call it that because, dude, who doesn't love Boba Fett, right? right. Who doesn't love Star Wars? So for us, we kind of really lucked up into, um, into the Book of Boba timing with all this because the big hit in that is what you're holding the cover art so what we got lucky by acquiring very early on before the boom of boba fett is what i like to call it um the book itself we got the uh, first edition or the first appearance of boba fett in a marvel comic book signed by boba can i tell you something yeah so i and doug knows already what i'm gonna say yeah so i i bought my i saw that come up doug knows i'm trevor knows i'm a huge comic book guy i have something sitting over here to the right i just got from uh, NYCC, I just got two of my CGC books back. I'm still nice. waiting on. I'm still. I hate the fact that they do this whole thing. Oh, if it was before 19, whatever, yeah. uh, we're gonna hold on to this till uh, you actually die, and then we'll yeah. give it back to you. Yeah. But uh, I saw that one pop up. The money fell out of my wallet. <laughs> Sorry. To buy that, and then I'm watching these live videos from WonderCon, and I watched. Like each one that's opening one, I'm like, you better not get it. Like, oh, <laughs> you better not get it. You better not. I watched that wonderful, wonderful person who got that at WonderCon and got handed that book. And I was like, fuck this. I ain't, I don't want nothing. I really was. I was mad. Like I was like a four year old. I love it. I love it. I, I was love like it. a four year old. You're helping me so much sell this. This is great. Perfect. Yeah, oh, we bro. Got perfect. Right. I was and a four year old. I was mad. I was like, I was like throwing things. I was going. You, there was part of me that was like, I'm gonna call Doug and tell him give my money back. I don't want this bullshit. No. And I was like, nope, you can't do that. You're not four. You're an adult. You, you there's other things that are out there. But I promise you, I was like. You were going Earl Weaver. You were throwing stuff. I was Earl Weaver in it. Absolutely. <laughs> the greatest wow. arguer in baseball history, Earl Weaver. Guy was like yeah. four. You know, he was a hardcore drunk too, right? Oh, yeah. He is in Baltimore lore. Like, if you were my father's age, about Baltimore cops used to pick him up all the time and drive <laughs> him home. He was like a bad drunk. So, you know, yeah. And you wanted that book, of course. And that was the hit in that box. But there were so many other hits in there. There were signed Jeremy Bullock gauntlets. There, I think those are still in a box. There's signed, there, you know, Jeremy Bullock cards. There were artwork of bounty hunters. There were so many other great things in there. You know, and, and that's our, and I'm going to let Trevor explain this in a bit, but that was our, what we call our epic mystery box. They are stacked. They have original cards in there. They've got artwork. They've got autographs. And, and we're really trying to hit right. on nostalgia and the vibe of, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I'm opening this up. So, you know, why don't you show us what you got in your box? Well, that's what I was going to say. So, and I don't want anybody who's listening is like, 
the hell is this a DCD commercial? No, it's not. This is this is the that environment. And and like I mentioned, DCD has their uh, community over on. Uh, gosh, am I having a brain fart? Uh, Discord. Yeah, we and, have a DCD collects Discord. We have a Twitch. We have YouTube. It's about right. our community. And, and you get involved in it. And and DC, who's up in Buffalo, uh, talk about mm. sad football season. Um, <laughs> you know, he's up in Buffalo, and and we've talked and. The reason I bring this up is collecting is a community. It really is. I go to NYCC. Uh, Lee, Lee, uh, God, pronounce Lee's last name. I never say Kosey. it right. Kosey. Kosey. Lee Kosey, who him and I hit it off right off the bat because he was another Marine who did a lot of the art and some of the other pieces. We realized that we've probably walked past each other at some point in time in a Marine Corps career and never yeah. knew who each other was. But this is that community. This is collecting as a community i can't wait for nycc that's coming up but we're already getting emails i've already done my my confirmation but let's go through what i got and one of these things my wife asked this this question my best friend ken asked this question you're gonna have to answer this answer the mail for this one, uh -oh. Trevor. you're gonna the have to answer the mail so i mean you just start looking at these like in great shape i had like my run was all dealing with uh being in in uh, Han Solo getting frozen in carbonite. Like I had the whole carbonite run in mind, which I thought was so great. I was like, oh. this is perfect. Uh, all the, all the cards. And then some of them, what made, I, I got to ask this question. What was the deciding factor with what cards got uh, put in hard Ooh. sleeves? Oh, you got a nice one too. So here's the thing. Okay. If you haven't noticed behind me, I'm kind of a card guy, right? right. So for me, um, and as you can see, the, the full boxes, I know, isn't that, a, okay. And by that's the way, for those one. you don't know, that actually was one of the lobby cards for the, for Empire Strikes Back. So that's a very important photo. Um, but I go back to saying that because I'm a pack guy, I'm a card guy, right? right. And I like unopened packs. So what I wanted to do inside of this product is um, inside the breaks, what we did is Doug nailed it. We want the nostalgia. I want you guys to to have that experience that you're having, like I got the carbonite run. So what got me to put this this build together, quite frankly, was starting off with an amazing collection from uh, Doug Dreyer and more importantly, Chad Dreyer's father. He had this amazing collection of 2018 Topps Archives autograph cards. And as we have been breaking this collection down, when I say amazing, it's second to none. He had but as we pulled those out, we sat there and said, how do we break this down? And we found bounty hunters like, okay, what do we add to it to make it different, right? Than just putting a card in a box. And that's when it came up with vintage packs. So what you're doing is really funny because it backfired. Okay. So that now you brought up vintage packs. For those of you that are listening to the audio, I'm holding in my hand right now. And my wife and I discussed this. A 1980s Topps chewing gum unopened pack in a sleeve i won't open it i have no interest the fact that trevor you're holding an effing whole box of them <laughs> is beyond my understanding what the hell is that one which, which Ooh, one is that that's, this is series one this is series one, one from 1977 right like from 77 i've got an unopened empire strikes backpack that i won't ever open and in my mind i'm thinking this doesn't like i i promise you i initially looked at this and was like oh they're repros they're repros they're not no and, and what's really cool is send two dollars and fifty cents plus one top star wars wrap to buy <laughs> this po box you think in right? westbury new york and i'm thinking to myself is it uh, there give it a shot Ken, 
Ken, you can hold it. Like my best friend Ken is like, let me hold that. Now, so where did all these come from? And then we'll get okay, to my, great, great to, my to my big start because I have one of these packs. I got one of yeah. these. Yeah. You got yourself a hit. I got that's myself that. a hit. Congratulations. So that's what that is. So, guys, for those who don't know, I want to take a step back because I didn't kind of finish like the box build philosophy. Okay. Because it, it's going to tie into your question. In the box building for us, we did. We wanted to put you know, true collectibles in there, things that not only threw nostalgia, but also had collectible value, right? It's not repop. It's not something that we've opened a million mystery boxes, loot boxes, and, and we did. And every time you open it up, it's somebody's old stock, right? Right. It's not something that you look at and go, oh, oh, I want to display that. So for me and Doug, quite frankly, we sat down and said, for every box in our runs, we want someone to open it up and go, I will display the whole box. And I want to. It's, it's a wow factor with it. And more importantly, what we found that a lot of people don't know is I'm a hoarder, right? So it's pretty obvious. And <laughs> my whole life, my whole life, I've, I've Doug, hoarder, right? We're hoarders. You can't see life. around my office, my, my studio. <laughs> oh, We're all together. No Kindred spirits, all of us. So as we said that, what we wanted to do is, and we don't, we display it. So I wanted, we wanted to put something together that that had that impact, that had that wow, that every time you open up, you want to display the whole thing together. So vintage packs played a good role. And luckily enough, what we've been able to do is acquire this stuff early. And it, it, without being blunt, you know, we put stuff in and we're not going to sell on the open market because what we're trying to do is we're trying to create something different, right? We, it's not necessarily, you know, how much we're making off the product because Doug will speak on that, how we split our artists and all that stuff further. I really want him to speak on that, but more so with the box build itself, we wanted and we're lucky enough to buy this stuff before the inflation of Star Wars came out. So oh, putting man. the packs in, right. And so we were able, our cost was low on it and we just put them in. We didn't value it at current market value. So without getting into the semantics of it all, we really pushed our products and we've bought well. So, and that's what we're able to do because not only Doug's background, but a little background on myself. Um, you know, I started going to the National in 1987, you know, and that, that for those who don't know, the National is a national baseball card convention. Oh, wow. And, Where's that at? So that was in Anaheim back in the 80s. And used in Anaheim, which is where I used to go and where Trevor and I also probably walked past each other oh. hundreds of times. Isn't that the best? I love it. But for us, that is what collecting is, right? It is. And, and I say that because in that little box that you opened up, that mountain of nostalgia that came out from the wax pack feel to the gum that's in there when you open the pack. And when I say it backfired, this backfired. Because what I was trying to do in there is I put the vintage packs in and I also put 10 original cards. So what we did is we took an Empire Strikes Back and a Star and a Return of the Jedi, full set, mint, cherry. And we put it in there in its order run, right? So you get 10 cards from the set, how it ran, and you got a nasty run. You got a really nice run of cards, but they're mint. So, but people don't realize this, right? That now those things, there's grading involved. There's all, oh, yes. I know, there's all these other layers now that make collectibles have a little extra, I guess, value if you really look at mint cards. So for lack of a better term, you know, Doug likes to say, we just loaded the boxes and we're going to continue to do that because that's what we want to put out there. We're not interested well, in make necessarily, you know, yeah. we want our consumers to open that up, right? Well, and we think about this. I mean, one, we're using this. It's sort of our foundation. Like we're trying to build uh, we're trying to grow. We're trying to build, you know, the strongest foundation we can. And so we're we're very long term thinkers, Trevor and I. We, we've Trevor and I have known each other twenty plus years. We have very similar concepts on on collecting, on business. But we wanted to build something now that that provides a very strong foundation. Uh, the other thing we really want to do is, I mean, so that box was. Uh, one ninety nine ninety nine, yep. and and it so that's a lot of money. 
Oh, absolutely. But what you're getting out of that is the product inside. But in addition, we're hopefully giving you the the 30 minutes of you opening that box and looking through those cards. In addition, we're hoping you open them with us on screen so you're part of the community. And I liken it to being in a card shop or a comic book store with your friends and you're all opening these things together and you are commiserating, you are celebrating, you are excited. You're a little bummed that you didn't get the comic book, but you're so excited that oh, like that, that couple that, that got up. the comic I don't think book. It's a little. That's, well, let's not bring that but, up. but you know, it, it, but the people. Look, there was a part of me that was like, maybe Doug likes me that much that he slid that shit <laughs> off to the side nope. and was like, this one's nope. for Murph. Like there well, was part we'll of look, that listen, subject later because that's a big problem in, in, with other. Well, that's a breaker issue. That's we'll a breaker issue. That. But, you know, we want to build this community. So when you know who gets that prize, you're excited for them. You're thrilled. You're you're with your friends. And so rather than just opening it up by yourself or or just kind of going, oh, wow, you're in this whole experience. Those live breaks we're doing, those are two hours long. And so you think about a movie or a concert or an event that you are attending. And so the value in that box is not only the material but it's also the experience and the community the communal collecting part of it that we've been talking about and you get to see how people react and and you get to see people tell stories uh, about things we don't know about i we did a break of artwork from my collection and, and somebody got a piece of art that unknowing to any of us he was thrilled to get it because it meant a lot to him personally. It goes into a background of him. And, and so we, we don't often know how connected and how powerful these things can be and, and how powerful collecting is. And that even goes to a collection Trevor and I had this morning about how collecting can really even get you out of a funk that you're in. Oh, absolutely. But 100%. it's, it's really about the community. And that's our, our tagline from the beginning has been, you know, uh, cultivating collectors, you know, growing, teaching, watering, you know, and then creating community because that really is what this is about. We are finding like souls. When, when you came to us and you bought your first box and you didn't really know what you were doing, but you have found it's enjoyable. It's fun. Absolutely. You're getting cool things. You might get a hit. You might get the, the gold star, which was one of Trevor's great ideas. I love but that. It's it's Thanks. more than just getting stuff. It's the moments of getting stuff. It's the memories, the people. You are now part of a collecting tribe that can work together and have fun. And then it leads to other things. Trevor and I grew up collecting baseball cards. We met 20 some odd years ago. And now uh, he was in my wedding. I was in his wedding. No. We have gone through so much together all because little little pieces of cardboard that's it I, i'm thankful card you know collecting's given me my job my life my my family my my best friends it's so much more than that and we're trying to, to recreate that here Re regrow it now i i gotta ask I, i'm the only thing i need next time we do a breaker with the cards is i need a camera on trevor i can't think of the guy's name that always wants the packs open. Oh, bourbon. Bourbon. Oh, bourbon. That's it. Bourbon. Yeah. Because bourbon's the guy who's like, 
no, no, it. open the pack. Rip it open. Rip. I want to see what's in that. Trevor, so, I, so if there was a camera on Trevor, it'd be like, no, like just have to be. No, and, no, and again, folks, <laughs> these card packs are 41 years old. They're not going to make them anymore. They're no, th this old. isn't coming out. My wife's upstairs no. going, I want to eat the gum out of it. I'm like, you open oh. that. We will have all kinds of issues. Okay. So oh, let, let me tell you a quick story about that. We once, uh, my dad and I bought uh, a box of, of uh, candy gum cards from the 1920s. Oh, wow. And it had like, I don't know, 48 packs. They were thin. I think they were called dopey cards or something pre-Disney. And there were a few extra. So I'm like, you know what? Going to open it up. Gonna eat the car, eat the gum, ate the gum, which is you know at the time was probably just a mere hundred years old, uh, ninety years old, uh, and uh, I am still alive. Uh, I only had, uh, I was only in the hospital for about four or five months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> um, it was very much like crumbly cardboard with a hint oh. of gum flavor, but mostly it was dust. <laughs> But there's hey, also a little hint of mold, so be very careful. Yeah, yeah. That, go ahead and add that to your system. Kids, like I'm used to being dirty like that. Uh, Ice Wolf says, "I'm so uh, yeah, stoked! Yeah. I'm so stoked that I got one of the rack packs, which are very cool. If you don't know what a rack pack is, folks, back in the day they would be like oh, four packs to get. Yeah. There you go. For okay. those of you that are watching the live, they're four packs together. There would be an unopened regular pack and then just loose cards in there. That's an ET pack that Trevor was just holding up." classic there that back in the day everything had a card that's how you how you kind of market it nathan says what's up he just mentioned sean i'd like to have one of those boxes for christmas you can have one you can buy one from dcd collects no problem they're <laughs> welcome to give that to you so we talked about this gold star one let me flip this up here yeah. real quick let's see what you got so i have the jeremy uh how do you pronounce his last name bunch bullet that's it as Boba Fett, number 65, autograph, uh, Sith Holocron card. Yeah. Um, and I actually tried to look this up to try to find a value. And I'm like, there's got to be a value. Couldn't find nothing. So Jeremy about 150 Bullock to $200. Was one of the, the guys that played Boba Fett and, and ultimately became the Boba Fett, the guy that everybody associated with Boba Fett, the guy that when people wanted Boba Fett things autographed was it was is Jeremy Bullock. Okay. So uh, he there was another guy and I can't recall his name right now. Trevor might know, but Bullock became the guy, and so he was immensely popular. Passed away fairly recently, and yeah, like last his year, his autographs are very desirable. And of course, so when you think of bounty hunters, you think of Boba Fett, you know, and and he is the Boba Fett. So you got a real hit that that autograph alone is is a real hit in, in that box. So congratulations. Look, if the guy who's out there has got the comic book, though, wants to wants to talk. Oh, yeah. hold on. Hold on. And I'll say that because I don't think he would be afraid to say his name. His name's Steve. He's one of our groups. He's one of our new loyal Members of the family, and that book ain't going. Nope. nope. Look, look, we, that book is locked down forever. They're building an amazing Star Wars collection as we speak. But that kind of leads up to the, the conversation of that, right? That's what this is about. Because before, they, he literally is going, how do you guys display your cards in our Discord? It is introduced, like you, right? And the other yeah. guy's name is John Morton, by the way. There's John Morton, and there's a few other people. But inside that Boba break, that's what we did. We put every actor that played Boba, even down to baby Boba, right? Um, so, but for us, it's it's not it's it's making sure that you get a collectible with a story, 
right? And not only that, as you saw, get a chance of getting something with some real value. No joke. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's a serious card. That card probably paid for two boxes, right? Yeah. But yeah. for us, the way we acquire this stuff, we acquire it at a different time, lower points, and we're not, you see, we're going to put right. stuff in because, A, we have it, but also for us, and I want to lead up into this, it really is about the art because one thing we haven't talked about Boba Fett yet, the art's everything in this. For us, yeah. everybody's got mystery boxes. For those who know and seen breaking like Pokemon cards and sports cards, it's everywhere. Yeah. Okay? One thing that's not, and the one thing we're getting a compliment a lot and something I'm really proud of is our other partner that isn't with us. His name's Lee Kosi. Did you already mention him? Yep. His work inside of this project, Bounty Hunters, is second to none. We called them sketch cards, but they're not. They're art cards. And yes. what we're doing with our art cards is really showing people how you can collect art. You can you can have art because so many people want the one of one card, right? They open it up. Oh, I got the one of one card. Well, guess what art is? It's all one that's of it. one. Well, you, I, I, I want to pause you for a second. I and I say this all the time. People are like Picasso, blah blah blah. You know, all these different major artists. You know, I've got a Rembrandt. I got a this. I got a that. And uh, taking into account that comic books, whether you like it or not, folks, are art. They are Absolutely. done by artists. They are. And, and keeping in mind, because I love Neil Adams, Neil Adams is probably the best uh, advocate for artists in any gener modern generation. Sure. And, and I'm not going to get into the whole story, folks. Take your time. Go look up what Neil Adams did for modern comic book artists to own their art. Yep. Because before that, you did your art. It was belonged to the comic book company. You could reap no benefit of it. Today, those guys do a page it's their page they can sell it and do whatever they want with it yes the comic book company owns the official book but that page belongs to the artist and i just got to show you guys this because i want you to see it as it comes up as it kind of oh yeah well, you know that one now yeah one of the best that is the silver surfer at a 3.5 cgc which Love isn't it. a high cgc but i looked it up and i mean when you realize that this is uh, Stan Lee, uh, yep. Puccini's cover, Joe Sennett, who was from where I'm from. And I actually yep. have an original, I have original Joe Sennett art, but my daughter has an original Joe Sennett cookie monster. He's oh. never done cookie monster <laughs> except for in that book. And he even Love told it. us, he was like, nobody's ever asked me to do cookie monster. Well, how about that shit? I, I got it. Uh, and then you get into like Gene Collins, uh, Sid Shores arts in this, yeah. you know, all these different names. But what I have waiting for me in the CGC cave, whenever those people get back, <laughs> and this is where you never know where this stuff is going to go. Right. So uh, Prince Namor is going to be in the yeah. new Black Panther movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I have Namor number one getting CGC'd right now. And then I also just that same day I dropped off um, Shield number one. Yeah. So, which has the best, funkiest disco level art if you've never seen it. Love it. Uh, I don't remember who who did the painting with the the melting clocks. Who is that? That's uh, Nolly. Salvador oh, Nolly. Salvador oh, Nolly. Yeah. Like, if you ever look at some of the early Shield stuff from that era, like that's straight up Salvador Nolly well, level art. It's yeah. wild. I mean, you brought up original artwork, and, and Trevor did, and you talked about you know Picasso and so forth. I mean, if you go back to some of the great early artwork like Frazetta you know okay. you're talking about Frankly. Kirby 
You're Jack talking Kirby. about a lot of those original guys. They, you know, Frazettas can go for millions of dollars. You're looking at some of the most famous pieces of art. You think of Tarzan. And say, tell people who he, what the art he did. Like, you can't just say yeah. his name. Most people have no idea what he did. Frazetta was the pulp artist cover of a lifetime. And so you think about uh, John Carter, Mars books, Tarzan covers. Those were Frazetta. And so when you're imagining what Tarzan is, you're really seeing Frazetta's artwork on Tarzan. It's like, uh, and so those created guys, a prototype. Have, yeah, those guys have transcended and Kirby's the same. I mean, early Kirby's and so forth. They have transcended comic books and have become art. And so there are artists like a uh, one that, that we love. One of my favorite artists is William Stout. And William Stout is a famous artist who did a lot of, he did the Monty Python Life of Brian poster. He did a lot of art posters. And he is famous for dinosaurs and monsters. And if you go into museums around the country and you see great murals in the Natural History Museum, he did those as well. Oh, wow. So you've got a guy here that, ha that has been working for years and years that has transcended uh, comic book art. And he's done comic book art, but now he, he's brand he does rock posters. He does books. He does museums. And his work is priced accordingly people who do art are artists no matter what no matter yeah. the medium Thank it's you. you know comic book and one of the things we are doing and what we're trying to do is focus on original art so that epic mystery break had 50 boxes half of them had original art and you could have gotten yeah. an original sketch or not even a sketch trevor's right they're not sketches. They are art. They are fully painted cards. And, and those are not cheap. They are uh, not quick. But you are you getting that box, you're opening, and you've got something that nobody else has, that no one else uh, will have unless you give it to them. And it's yours. It's one of a kind. It's unique. You have an original piece of art. And that has been one of the things we've shifted to. We had a brain trust meeting, Trevor and I, in DC, and we brought in <laughs> Lee. We were originally going to be cards. And we switched over to art and realized people don't know about art. People no. don't know that they, they're going out and buying prints. They don't know they could own the, the original. And we had this conversation again this morning, Trevor and I. People are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to buy a box of cards to get maybe a Mike Trout jersey card. I got You can I spend this amount of money. Hold on. And you can buy a Mike Trout game worn jersey. Hold on. You can buy the game worn stuff. All right. Let's hear it. I got to, Doug, I got to stop you for a second. This is, this yep. is breaking news. Breaking I, news. I got breaking fucking news. Like, hold on. What does that say? Ah. Get it? Breaking news is DC the Breaker. I had a pause for that. Get breaker. it. It's pretty good. Hey, Get DC, it? what's going on? We I, got him out there. We need DC here one night. We'll do a Saturday night break where we can get him here. And we got to get him in. I, I didn't mean up. to cut you off, but I had no. to throw that out there because that seemed like it was very important. It was, it was get it? it was breaking it, well, news. And, it, was and, and it really was a, a monumental shift in our in our business plan. And, and really, it has been the best thing we've done. We, we now get to work with artists and we're getting to, we'll, we'll talk to an artist, particularly with our artist spotlights, like Lee Cozy has Holy Ship right now. 
and he had a desire. He wanted to do spaceships from everything. He didn't want to be tied to a single theme of Star Wars or Star Trek or anything. He wanted to just say, I want to draw ships from whatever, whether they be the Bob's Big Boy ship from Austin Powers, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, Halo, Alien, Star Eagle Trek. Eagle 5. Eagle 5. <laughs> what is Eagle 5? All that is from Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs. That was the Spaceballs. Winnebago. We work we with these artists. They get to do what they want to do, what's going to show them off best, and they're getting their their art into people's hands. And, and what we have heard from many of our artists that have worked with us is they're getting follow-up. They're getting people on their social. They're getting commissions. They're building this network as well. And so people have now our best advocates are other artists. Hey, you should go work with DCD Collect because they're treating artists fairly. They're paying them fairly. They're, it's a collaboration, not just an assignment. And, and we're trying to build these artists up and show people that they can have original art in their house. It's not difficult. It's pretty damned cool. I love it. And you're, you're getting a lot of comments already. Uh, real, here, I'll, we'll get to the comments first and then we'll, we'll ask the question. So uh, Nate's over here. He thinks that the stuff was badass. Uh, he also wants to talk to you guys because Nate's pretty well connected. He says, I can help you guys out. I have a star Wars following he actually runs the uh, the flock, which is the Ravens uh, Facebook page. All right, and has a actual Ravens uh, players. That's one of the few play pages that they will actually join and communicate wow, with nice. people, prior players. Because you know, I pick on Nathan a lot. He's a good friend of mine, but he's actually one of the few guys that has helped a lot of those guys out. Um, Ernest Biner, like he talks yeah, to Ernest Biner on Sundays. It's well, it's like the weirdest thing. Um, so he's got that, but I wanted to, he's got some good questions though. Uh, his question is, any signed lightsabers? Well, I'd like to touch on this really quick. Cause first off, Nathan, thanks for the offer. Because before I answer that question, that's what this is all about for us. I can't tell you how many times that we've stepped into it and people are like, do we just want to help? Right? Because like-minded folks find like-minded folks. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Me and Doug, as we've gone through this. So Nathan, yes, DM us on Insta. Hit me up. I run the Insta. Send me a message over there. We'll follow, share, because, Sean, you know that. We've we've done that. That This, to us, is all about collaboration, guys, because the more that we can make a network that people feel safe in, and that's the biggest thing here. Doug brought it up. $200 a box is expensive. This stuff isn't cheap. So it's, it's all about that. But to kind of take a step back and answer Nathan's question here, do we have signed lightsaber? Not yet. But Not yet. we're going to Comic-Cons. There's a yet there. And when I say that, the access that we're gaining um, when you do deal with someone like Lee Kosey, because, you know, and Doug Dreyer, let's be honest, man, for those who don't know my guy, Doug, you know, he's literally worked in the industry at the highest level with some of the biggest names that you could think of. With that gains us access and that gain access gives that out to our our family. Yeah, and that's what we like to call them that all our collectors that come together like you and all of this. It's Doug's favorite saying through all of this, Nathan. So you're my, it's, it's rising tide, right? And that's what's happening right now in, in the world of collecting is we have this giant rising tide of people getting back into it, right? People want to call it COVID, all these other things. Why are people collecting again? Well, not only nostalgia and we need something to do, but what we're finding is we're finding that common boundary of sharing. So Nathan, again, dude, thanks, man. That's a huge offer. And whatever we could do to work together, that's what we're about. Yeah, John, John's wondering, 
any John's a big wrestling fan. Nathan's a big so wrestling fan. We any do not have a, a wrestling product, but you jabroni. We are in the process. Around here. And Trevor, I'm gonna out you this. You jabroni? Okay. Bunch of jabronis around here. I got the wrestling stuff. Okay. I'm gonna out this. We have a product coming up that we're working on called Mount Rushmore of Sports, and we're really taking oh, yeah. what we call, you know, the, the four players who would be on the Mount Rushmore, oh, and there's God. going to be original art. So. Wrestling <laughs> could certainly be a part of that. And, Are and, we going know, by era? Uh oh, no, here's the we're, thing. We're, that's Hold the debate, on. right? So oh, you, you were talking man. Jim Brown earlier, oh, right? Like, like, I mean, you go era, you go Ali, Unitas, Brown. Go by sports. So they're it, gonna. So say we have baseball. There's gonna be four cards. Football, four cards. Mount Rushmore is four, four people, and we're gonna have Olympics, and we're gonna have baseball, football, basketball. Right. I mean, could oh, we God. do wrestling? Uh, and the, so there you would have <laughs> take your pick. And that's the great thing. This is Jim going to Thorpe. inspire debate, right? Because right. you may say Jim Brown, but are, we're not going to put Tom Brady in there. Why? Because Tom Brady's not retired. Oh, right. So right. We're, like, we're going to focus on retired. Hold on. Mostly because I'm not a Tom Brady guy. That's my new rule. But, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I want to hear your Mount Rushmore's because right now it's just off the cuff. That is you another know, got, podcast, my friend. That, like oh, Ali. Jim yeah. Thorpe. I mean, if you can't like Ali, Jim Thorpe, Johnny Unitas. Eh, That's a Baltimore eh, fan eh, speaking, Johnny Unitas. All right. Dude, the Johnny Unitas is the original oh! field general. Hold on. <laughs> that is the original field general. None That's of these the guys. Thing. He is the OG. And then you got to add Ruth in there. I mean, or Garrett. I mean, Gretzky, Ruth, Garrett, Gretzky, 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 Jordan, Jordan, I mean, Tiger. So, you, you've got to figure that's it's the great thing. Space. This is the debate, God, right? And so, oh, really, you didn't hear Doug per sport, mountain it's per sport. sport. Oh, per sport. So, you're saying each four sport four will have okay. four cards. We'll have four cards. And so, if you thought about, okay, who are your four Mount Rushmore's of football, baseball, hockey, basketball? Wrestling. What's hockey? Olympics. I've never heard of it. What What's hockey? hockey? Gretzky, come on. Gretzky, Gordon. I, I know he's still you. Uh, young blood. You know the kid from the movie. That I mean, great. those young kinds blood. of things. Uh, but so the and and that just ties in another great thing about sports. You know, in our Discord, when this comes out, man, think about the debates that oh are going God. to happen, right? Oh, nice. and, and and that is, you know, you think about, you know, we we may not watch reality TV. We may not discuss The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, or any of that stuff, but we meet and we talk about sports because we see those, like that really weird play at the, at the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit game yesterday where there's like a pickle and it got, oh, and they lost. We talk about that stuff. And, and collecting is really about all that. It's the discussions. And it's about, again, being like in shop. Imagine it, it, it being in a shop and having these debates, but it, uh, Brady sucks. Thank you. So I'm a Rams guy. For those who are listening, right? We get Brady sucks. He's hitting us with these little tags because Lemieux is on the list for sure. Oh, come on. It's got so, up, But it's really about, you know, we, we come from a sports background and, and to this moment, our, our breaks have been non-sports. So we're really hoping to get back into sports because uh, Lee has been doing some great art on his stream uh, where he's drawn a Ruth and he's drawn a Gretzky. And it's like, Oh, I'm all in. People want this. We are pushing towards that. We've got 
uh, we had a meeting last week. We talked about, I think, the next 17 or 18 products that are in the work. Here's a little a little tip of one. Uh, you get a little sideshow here. We've got these coming in. Oh, Here's Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh-huh. We've got some good stuff going. Um, That's Ken. We, That's my best friend. Ken loves Star Trek. He's a big Trekkie guy. We're trying to branch out. I mean, we're trying to build our base so we can branch out. You know, the, the stronger the foundation, the taller the house, right? So we're trying to just make it where we can do Star Trek. And maybe when we've got more people, we can do a wrestling thing. That's a process of growth. And so one of the things we've really tried to do is not only are are Trevor and I really proud of this, is not only are we working with these people, we're collecting these people. We own art from these people. We're trying to be, in addition to running the community, we're trying to be a part of the community. Uh, we're buying art from people we work with. We are uh, out there finding new artists, trying to get people. We had a, a conversation with with someone running a school about a con- a, maybe doing a, a contest. Trevor can talk oh, about that. Cool. But people are coming to us and wanting to be a part Absolutely. of it. They like they like what we're doing. Well, you mentioned you know John mentioned the wrestling thing, um, and this is what I love about these communities. You know, the, it's the whole six degrees of separation. Yeah. Uh, as as we're talking about this, you know the the wrestling piece. I'm f- good friends with the vice president and treasurer for the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I know the president well enough. You know, and they're actually putting that here in Albany. Uh, that's coming up here in August. At the end of August is is the Hall of Fame inductions and all those yep. kind of things. So that's an opportunity if. You know, you had stuff like that to come out, just like going to cons, going to card card conventions. And and Trevor, you started to bring this up and talking about collecting for a minute. That's one of the big difference between card people and comic book people is like comic book people. We get books, we read them and then we stand around and we talk about the story or, hey, that's that doesn't fit, you know, for for this storyline. That's bullshit. They rewrote this, this, this story. And we have those where card people you guys sit around and when you open things it's very like it's it's that like what's in here holy shit what is this and and you open it and then you go oh and and you know you go through that process it's very different in, in the entire piece I, I mean were you i know Doug is more Doug's very very much more like fancy than we are Trevor i mean he's got like original kind of like uh, Egyptian art and shit like that, you know. You know, he's got like you'd be surprised with sitting in my coffers. I will tell you. Oh, that- what, what do we got here? Okay, hold on. You're gonna you can't throw that out there. I and can't, just and I will it. because you know my early days. I started off. As oh my god! There, we, wait a second. I like ice, ice. ice Wolf just came up with the next box. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon box. We're not the putting box. bacon in boxes. Sorry, no, no. I- you 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 do the artwork. You get Lee to draw like what looks like bacon around the box. And then each card has to be some degree. So there's only six cards. Uh-oh. <laughs> only six cards. But okay. each card somehow feeds to the next one. I'm confused. Yeah. You get it? No. And I say that because you're not supposed to. I think it's hilarious because uh, you're hitting on a It's so great. I love it's it. Great. You're hitting on a point, though. That's what's so great about this is there's so many things we can do. There's so many things that, you know, you can create with this when you are applying the way that we're applying it, right? Because I'm going to touch back on the point you brought because 
you're bringing up something that's close to my heart. I haven't bought a modern baseball card or a sport card since the beginning of the year. And you know why? why? These companies are fucking it up. You want to hear my honest truth? Yeah, today? no, go go with it. And I'm going with it because Topps, Panini, all these people, they're wrecking it again, man. This is the 90s over. We lived through it as children. But back then, the boxes were $36 and $50 a box. Yep. They're thousands of dollars now. No and shit. No shit. And I watch these guys open these boxes up. And I tell you this because I collected Wanda Franco. People don't know who Wanda Franco is. Watch some baseball. He's been the number one in baseball for the past three years. I bought his cards back when they're nothing. Everybody didn't know because I just like the kid, right? I also collected Kyle Lewis. He's like a piece of glass right now. But in that world, I collected it because what? I put a word in there. I. It was what I wanted. Today, I think the collector in general, the modern new collector, is more speculative. They don't even like collecting what they want. I right. watch people go into breaks and they're just like, oh, what am I even getting into? I didn't even know soccer. And I'm like, yeah. yes. why are you getting in? Yes. So, but what you're at, what you're getting at is, is when you see that, whoa, they're good. It's a hit, right? So they're looking for that mechanism of value. So and me and Doug have been in this industry where that was a big thing in 2005 to seven where value in sports cards. We say this a lot. When you go to the convention, the sports card conventions, a lot of people talk about value. It is. It's just what it was. And what I was blown away about when I went to um, Comic-Con with Lee Cosi first back in November, I was blown away because I hadn't been in a comic bond since 95 or so years. And I forgot the common bond that we have with that, the storytelling, the stick around and hang out, the cosplay, the fandom, baseball collector car collect that don't have that today there are baseball fans but i will tell you for at large most baseball fans aren't car collectors true story and if you watch it it's very interesting because car collectors of themselves most of them they've got a little gambling tinge to them and i say that oh, not in yeah. a bad way but i also say that in a very careful kind of way because they're constantly chasing their investment quotes up right so the more I dive delve into this, it's a whole podcast. I can go down the run of where I think everybody right now, like I haven't bought a card and I won't because I'm not, I don't want to do that. What I tell anybody else is go buy, go buy some sets from 2005 and see who still made it. Yeah. See who's still in there. They don't even know their name. Right. So back, you hit up, you hit a nerve with me there. So <laughs> I say that because for me, what we do is completely different, right? We want to put a Honestly, a better box out. That's what me and Doug said from the beginning. We could put a better box. We want to build boxes we'd want to buy. Uh, and, and I just see, you know, ice put down there. The real value in collections are the memories, not the money. I And I have a great example of that. And I think it's actually going up on our Instagram soon for What Do You Collect Wednesday. When I was a kid, my dad took me to coin shows, Long Beach Coin Show. And he was looking for coins. I was young. So I'd go look for elongated pennies, right? Like I'd look for those stretch press pennies you can get at aquariums. They've oh, yeah. been around for hundreds of years. You know, you go oh, really? back to like the 1890s for all the world's fairs and stuff like that. And I built a really nice collection and then I forgot about it. I mean, you know, life happens, you know, high school, sports, girls, all those kinds of things. Uh, but a few years ago, my youngest, Michael, started like finding out that you can go to places and get elongated pennies. And so I, I got to go back and find my binder that I had built 35 years ago with my dad, go through it again, and, and all those memories come back. And then I get to share those with my son. And so they're not hugely valuable. They're, they're generally now a buck and a penny when you go to a store. But I get to do the things with my kids that I got to do with my dad. So I kind of get double 
the, the joy out of it. It's like, oh, I remember going there with my dad to the show and looking around. Or I remember sitting there at his desk, putting these in the little sleeves and binders and talking about this is a 1904 World's Fair. Oh, my gosh. These are all the, the World War II aircraft. And I get to do that again. And so those memories are those connections are, are the real power part of it. it the, the value is is more than the cost or the price. It is the time we get to do where I get I get to talk to my son like I get to talk to my dad and I don't have my dad anymore. So I can kind of be that person and and learn his lessons from then and pass them on. That's really powerful and and so you talk so much about like you know sentence from where you are and little things like that those connections start things right my son michael was not a football fan till he met a football player and then all of a sudden he is the biggest football fan and <laughs> wanted to go to every game and was crushed when the player got cut and went to another team and was gutted i mean but that's why we're fans right that's because we have a connection to something. It's why you're a Ravens fan. You grew up there. They're your team or you're a, you're a Unitas fan. You watched them play. Johnny you Because there, there's connection. Did I tell you my Johnny United story? You might have. I, I mean, he did. He did. His last team was San Diego. Yeah. But it, we connections and the memories. I can to this day can tell you meeting Trevor at, at the Hollywood Park card show with my dad looking at cards and my dad's like, oh, yeah, I got that. And Trevor's like, what? No, hold, then, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to tell this story because it's Tell the story, Trevor. It really, it, whatever. So I collected <laughs> 19. Hold on. It, it, it's true quintessential Chad, right? And I say this with all love because, so I collected 19th century baseball cards. For those who don't know what they were, there was a company called Old Judge specifically that came out with thousands of different photos, super hyper rare. And I was... I had a big holding of them and, and pretty proficient in collecting them and, you know, in a small circle, very small circle, very high end. My point is, is I had probably about like a hundred of these sitting out in a case, right? Most people, if they're lucky, have one in their collection, one. So Chad Dreyer, and then the others are cabinets. You get these mail-in cabinets and I had like five. And 173s. For and, the 173s. and most people have, if they're lucky, one of the collections a centerpiece. So, and I had got them all laid out and I'm thinking like a big shot. I walk in and Chad Dreyer goes, looks down at my collection without a breath and goes, I got a couple hundred of those at home. And I went, <laughs> he didn't say hi. He didn't say how much. He didn't say none of that shit. Meanwhile, Doug's standing behind him just shaking his head like this, just like he does, just up and down. And I'm looking at Doug. I don't know these guys from no one, right? And then Chad looks down at my N173s and he goes, I think I got about a hundred of those at home. And that's what happened. My jaw dropped. And I instantly said, I got to see him. I, and I looked at him. I go, I don't want to buy him. I go, I just, I'd love to see him. I'd love to be a part of this. And because, you know, for me, it's just seeing it, right? It's so rare. I, I thought it was some kind of honey hole find, right? I was going to go to some guy's little garage and, you know, Encino or something like that, right? <laughs> no, they send me the address and they go, you know, head up to Santa Barbara. That's where they're from. And as I drive up to Santa Barbara and go higher and higher up this hill, I realize I'm not going to be buying any of these. And uh, as I get in there, I'm down and. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So as I get in there, I, I get in and I sit down at the table and there's this just nice table, beautiful view. And we're sitting at this table and he pops out this shoebox. And for those who don't remember or know Chad, I should say, for those, he loved shoeboxes. This dude put everything in shoeboxes. And the reason why is so his wife can get some shoes. So he uh, he always bought shoes for his, his, his women in his life. And everybody. And for, 
He'd be like, I need, I need boxes for cards. We're all going shoe shopping. My mom, my wife, the women that worked for us, they would just go to Nordstrom's. But they had to be specific shoe boxes. They had to be the kind that pulled up top as opposed to the flap. Oh, they really? Had, so you were very, you were limited in what you could buy. But if they had the right shoe size and everything, all in. That was his jam. Chad's a buyer. And I say that because for me, uh, he sits down and puts down like this pink box that was like, I don't know, Prada or something like a Prada box. And I'm just like, and I'm going through all of these. And at the time, it was a funny story because I sat down and I go, I can tell you exactly how much you pay for every one of these. He goes, no, yeah, I can't. And I go, you bet you pay 250 for each one. He goes, how the hell did you know? And I go, well, because I sold him this guy for 200. He's the one buying them, selling them to you. And he goes, no way. And I go, yeah, we connected because I was the kind of the middleman for that. No, it gets better. So, and I'm just looking at one box. So I'm like, oh, this is cute. You know, he collects 19th century cards. It's really cool. And then he brings up box after box after box. And the box that got me the most, I open up this box. And as I open it, my heart, I'm like, is that a T206 Hannes Wagner in a, in a fucking shoe box? <laughs> like the million dollar Hannes Wagner? Back then it wasn't a million bucks, but let's call it what it was. It might as well have been in the world of collecting. Because back then when we collected, and I say back then, this is 2005, right? Not that long ago. But in 2005, man, I mean, Garrett, you know, the cards back then, you could have bought a, a Babe Ruth rookie for 25, 30 grand. I mean, that's, it's nowhere now. You know, oh, yeah. right. It's different. But back then, as I went through this, Wagner, he goes, come here. And he takes me down to like his basement. Yeah. Yeah. He's got gorilla racks with every set. My jaw's just open. I'm like, He's like, yeah, I've been doing this since a kid. Like, I really, and he was a collector's collector, meaning that necessarily they didn't care about high grade, but they collected about the set, the completest, and then it gets better. Then I go into the backyard, we walk across his parking lot, and he shows me this building, <laughs> this beautiful empty building. And he goes, my dream is, is what I'm thinking about is, is making a museum. You want to help? And childhood dream come true. And, and from there on, it was that simple. And that's what we talk about, connections that it was. It was in double contest to this. It was probably some of the most special time in our lives because we it wasn't about what we were collecting it was more about how we connected together and just the experiences we had and i, and I say that because for those who don't know about the dryer collections dude look it up i mean the pitch it's and it, it, great well, we've great. told so many stories about the things that you know doug comes on every three months <laughs> and i have to thank all you guys at dcd because it started with doug sending me a message through um podcast guest directory yeah we connected he had never been on a podcast before then we started talking we built a, a friendship then we we've talked since then who knows how many times trevor at that point was still trying to hide in the back area not, not let anyone <laughs> no see more. him the, nope. after the first like the first podcast he's hiding in the back he doesn't pop up after the <laughs> show's over with him like who the hell's handing you stuff yeah, <laughs> and, and Trevor pops out the second time. Doug's on. He kind of like peeks his head around. I'm the today, guy at the desk, man. I'm always been the guy at the desk, man. I'm the guy behind well, the guy. Well, today was like Doug sends me a message like, "Hey, you know, Trevor might pop on." Next thing I know, Trevor's here at a whole run. Yeah, and I didn't know you knew this many words, Trevor. I mean, I'm really impressed oh, damn, that dude. you know this many words in the English language. Because I most time you're like, "Hey, how you doing, man? What's things going yeah. on right now?" I'm over here back here. I'm hearing shit that I'm like, wow. So now I got to ask this though, because I know you, you guys are, are we're, we're into this and this is one of those things. And this is the thing about collecting. This is a, a six hour forever show. I could change the entire format of this show and it could be, you know, the three of us bringing on different collectors every week. 
we're in process of our own podcast system. Yeah, we're making it happen. I was gonna, I was gonna ask when that thing's happening. Yeah, and and, and we could go through this, but what have you seen? <clears throat> and, and we'll stay with baseball cards, comic books, sports memorabilia, that type of <clears throat> stuff. Is some of the, I don't want to use the word odd, but unique or eccentric things that you've run into that people like to collect. Who are you asking? Yeah, well, I don't care. Either one of you. People like wants to answer. collect hair. You know, you see people what? who you, you can buy lots of hair from, say, Napoleon, Lincoln, uh, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe. You can buy all that kind of stuff. There are, of course, uh, there was an auction pretty infamous a few years back where people were trying to sell parts of the plane that uh, Roberto Clemente had crashed in. Oh, former United States Marine Roberto yeah. Clemente. So uh, one thing I've learned, uh, as Trevor will tell you, there's somebody that will collect everything. And if you are out in this world, you will see some of the weirdest collections uh, for whatever reason. You, you can't describe why, but people will collect, uh, you know, fabric. They'll collect uh Barf bags from airplanes they've been on, airlines they've done. I've seen it. Um, the people, it, it's really about whatever you connect with, right? Like one of the things I do that's kind of silly is I collect a deck of cards anytime I'm at a casino. Uh, and if they have a used deck, I just buy it. Now, not worth anything. It's not expected to be worth your thing. But I like it. It's like I've been there. I collect Mont Blanc pens because I was given one when I graduated grad school. And uh, they ultimately, I was a big Jules Verne fan, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And, and they had, Montblanc had done a, a run, a line of artists or uh, authors, and they did a Jules Verne pen. So I bought it. And it was to this day, one of those beautiful pens I've ever owned. But then we were collecting books. So I'm like, oh, this would be a great joint collection. So I now, have, I collect Montblanc pens. In fact, this black cabinet behind me, that's all Mont Blanc pens right there. And I was gonna we, say, you're, you're not in your normal spot today. No, I try to move around to give you, you different around. You, you, you're not in your normal spot. Normally you have some kind of. But then those collections, guy. those connections have been built. I've done speaking engagements from Mont Blanc. I did an event with Rebecca Romney of Bauman Rare Books. She was from uh, Pawn Stars. We did a, a speaking engagement about collecting and pens and books and how they all work together here you've got uh ice saying you know ticket stubs bus tickets yes. airline concerts those are it's about connections right you went to those things they're proof people collect all that stuff trevor you know i mean what are the things you've seen people collect so you know anything and everything it, it goes back to what doug says right in, in the term collection and collecting and collectible and all that really happened around 1969 for those who don't know the board collector's edition and all that really spurred up not too long ago but the oldest collection i started with and i think all society is coins right so i started in coins and for me i loved coins i have a couple things here i'm going to show for those who don't know what i'm going to show is i liked good coins with a story so I wanted something that most people, you know, don't know. And in this item, it, you could probably get something for around five hundred to a thousand dollars. What I'm going to show is the first coin ever minted by human beings. What? 
Uh-huh. So in Ionia, Greece, in 650 BC, Ionia is where they started, and they would take pieces of electrum. For people that don't know what electrum is, it's before they actually learned to separate gold and silver together, right? So they take the metal, and it was palatable. So what they did is they would smash, and what I'm showing here, in kind of hard because my camera's blurry, but you, what they are is they're little animals smashed into this material called electrum, which is gold and silver. And they have little lion's faces on them. And But this is from the beginning. This is the first. So I'm a nomisticus. For those who don't know what that is, it's not a magician. It's someone who collects coins and has knowledge of coins, right? I'm a Thank you for coin. explaining that. <laughs> right? So most people say, what is, so a gold, a coin's value is whatever the, the material is worth, right? As whole as to the market, right? The other side of the collectible value that they call is called the nomistic value. And the other coin that I like is, and you can get this coin, it's like five, $600, right? And it sounds, but this coin I'm about to show everybody is a, a tecadrachma from 332 BC from Alexander the Great in Babylonia's. This is from Babylonia, Alexander the Great's mint in 323 BC, right? So this coin, why can you get these? Okay. Well, the, the, they buried their money. There was no banks. They buried them before they went to war. These banks were all buried in the ground. So as they excavated these, these became available. So that's what me and Doug talk a lot about when we're working our boxes and creating things like, I mean, think of an ancient coin box, right? Think of as we're doing this, the thought process is educating people on you can get your hands on this. See, I collect Ben Franklin. So I have a lot of early colonial history notes. Ben Franklin was a printer. I have Poor Richard's Almanacs, you know, things like that, that to me, it's history in your hands, right? Everybody loves National Treasures, right? They all love that movie, right? Right. You hold stuff like that. You can get items like that. So yeah. without going too much down a rabbit hole, you literally can collect whatever you want. It is attainable, some stuff monetarily not, but you can go down a little bit. So I'll follow that up with, you know, I married a Danish woman and, and I my favorite literature series is the Saxon series about the Viking invasion. I collect, and so I collect Viking literature and I collect Viking artifacts. So I have a cabinet full of rings, axe heads, pendants, amulets. I actually own an original Viking sword that, you know, is from about 800 AD. How did I not know this? <laughs> well, you can actually yeah, kind of see it right there. Every time. The axes. Uh, and there's Viking artifacts. And the next time we do a podcast, it's, it's going to have to be every week now, apparently. Son of a uh, bitch. We can try to control his coins, his his first usage of the word dollar on a coin. That's the first use of the word dollar yeah. on currency. What is that? Okay, yeah. it's a colonial note, right? And this is a colonial note where the first time the word dollar was ever used on U.S. currency. And what it stood for is it stood for one Spanish mill dollar. That is a Spanish mill dollar that was pulled out of the ocean from 1776. I wish I had a better camera. We're working on all this. So as I go through this, this is what me and Doug have really talked about. It's, it's our background, right? Our background in collecting. I mean, I started when I was five collecting rocks and coins. And But as we did this, right, kind of where everybody starts, it was always because of what we liked. It had a story, the things that we kept. And again, I go back to where I started our whole podcast from. I'm a hoarder. <laughs> and, and I say that in the most loving way because we're we're organized hoarders, right? We that's like, it, organized hoarders. Yes, like thank cool you. Shit, you know, and and for me, that's what we collect. You know, some of these things that I have will fucking be buried with me. Excuse my French. It's just I have no other words for it right. other than saying that. So I do want to touch really back on like those packs that we talked about and building these boxes. 
yeah, it crushes my heart when guys like Bourbon open up those. <laughs> oh, that's so You're great. Just, and, but also, but it, it's another topic that could be a whole other podcast. It crushes my heart when these guys cut off, cut up Babe Ruth bats. They cut the oh. jerseys. I don't understand that. Trevor I, I, and I have had this talk, and DC will tell you when he used to open sports cards. I, I'm crushed when I saw, you know, slab, you know, slices of jersey or bats from Ty Cobb or. Holy yeah, those Spider are the ones that I don't understand. Like I get it, it if is it's a, a modern be a crime against history. Uh, and I, I as a, someone who values set collecting, I, I we, we, my dad and I had built card sets no one else had ever built. And then when, when I saw them sold and then broken up, it, it's crushing. And you're like, those should stay together. And when we bought the Kirk Gibson collection, we want, we bought it uh, to keep it together because they were being sold individually. And we thought, no, that should, the, the hat should be with the, the helmet and the Jersey. And that should stay in Southern California. There were some, you know, some reasons beyond value for doing that. And it was almost like a moral imperative to keep these things together. And so, and, and Trevor, I know will agree with me when you see cut jerseys of Duke Snyder to pick someone I know Trevor's a big fan of or Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb, it's crushing and it, it's really sad. And, and that goes to these points where I said earlier, you, you know, people are spending thousands of dollars on a box to hopefully get a signed Jersey slice of a player, say, you know, Giannis. And then, but for 15 grand, which is the price of some of these boxes, you can buy a game worn jersey, which is whole and complete and one of one and get it yeah. signed. I, these Mike Trout jerseys behind me, they're all signed, they're all game worn, they're authenticated. I'd much rather have that than a bunch of signed, you know, sliced jersey patches. Yeah, that you're well, and as you, we get into this, and, and we're going to get ready to close the bar up because I want everyone to make sure. You're going to DCD Collects on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter, Twitch, all those Instagram. places. Instagram. Instagram is our big one, yeah. Uh, IG, go on there and make sure you're, you're you're following these guys and and you're seeing what's coming up. Make sure you you also can look up uh, DCD the Breaker. Uh, he he does all the openings. Got a phenomenal voice, fairly decent mustache. Also, got to give the guy a little bit of credit there. Uh, make sure you're you're following these guys, but. The other side to it is where does – so a lot of what we're talking about is emotional collecting. This is emotional collecting. We're all emotional collecting. I've sold very little of my collections, and I promise you everything I've sold, I've looked back and went, I don't yeah. wish I still had that. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's things like, you know, because they had great stories like buying the second appearance of Punisher at a yard sale – for like five dollars yep. off of a guy who didn't know what he had. Well, that's and that whole story. Trevor's a poker player, you know, and, and so people everybody remembers the big one they lost more right. than the big one they won, right? I mean, they remember the stories more than anything. So where is that? So for for you though, gentlemen, and and look, Doug, I'm gonna put you out there. You've sold a whole lot of shit over the years. Like you you've built a life off of, of collections and selling yep. them and 
and doing those pieces. I think Trevor sells foot picks, folks. So I don't know what he does. Like, like on only fan foot picks, I think is what he does. What is it? Why, Trevor? Does everybody make jokes about you? Because uh, you know what? Because you're just finally coming from behind the curtain, Trevor. We've all seen Dog for years in doing this. Okay. You're just coming from behind the curtain and finally being like, "All right, you guys." Were- Okay, hey, 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 and I can say that because I'm really comfortable being the guy behind the guy. So my background comes from television production. I did okay. television production for years. I worked for a company called Lucas Oil. We built a whole network, and that's why you see yeah. the picture of the truck with Jeremy McGrath. I did short course, right? So my background Lucas really is oil. is production. It's what we're doing now. And I, I looked at the linear side of television and kind of to kind of button all this up to tie into what you're doing it really does tie hard now into the dynamicness of interacting with your fans directly. So what are we doing with all of this for us? It is, it's, it's taking that like, as it comes, like what's going to be next for us. It is, it's, it's podcasts, it's videos, it's content, but it's also education at best. Right. I mean, getting on panels and being involved with what the community as you're building here. Right. So for us, that really is the quintessential background of our business model, but also using cool shit to do it, you know? So but you said Lucas oil, the worst team plays at Lucas oil stadium. Garbage. It goes back to football because they're the traitorous, sorry ass with a sorry ass Ooh. owner who ain't shit. He ain't. Wow. I, I, How I do really feel. Oh my God! Every 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 Ursay ain't shit. You sell things, you know. The, I will tell you, I, I'm a collector, and when we sold our collections of sports and Hollywood and books and gems and minerals, uh, there was always something else we were focusing on, which did help. And, and I can tell you, looking back, I don't miss the stuff as much as I miss. The connections and and today I could walk around Santa Barbara and people will be like, oh, Doug, God, I remember, you know, whatever happened to the museum. I remember taking my dad up there. He got to hold a Babe Ruth bat. You know, you made such great memories. I mean, those are the types of things that that are really give you happiness and joy is the memories that we did that. Trevor and I have held, you know, we did hundreds of events up there. We had Kirk Gibson and Ernie Banks and. John Wooden. Uh, John Whoa. Wooden was right. I mean, that we did John Wooden's last public event, and oh, wow. that's another great story to talk about later. But you know, those are the kind of the things, the moments, the memories. You know, having the Smithsonian come out to do a thing, and and holding stuff, and watching people make memories, and and the connections. I'm always collecting stuff, so there's always something else to focus on. You know, right now it could be. Mike Trout or books or decks of playing cards or anything. So as long as that need was fulfilled, comic books are. This is recent. I'm holding up a big stack of comic books. I just went to my local comic book store. For those who don't know, Amazing Spider-Man 1 just Uh, came out. I mean, it's it's really the connections and the moments and the, the, the memories and the connections that we've made, like Trevor. And now, like, you see these guys, Ice Wolf. And yeah, there you go. Ice Wolf and DC and all this community. That's what I love the most. Like that's what I'm most proud of is that we're building an authentic community of friends. And so if somebody wants to find you. Okay. Where are we find the, the easiest way to find us is uh, on Instagram. We're just at DCD collects. Uh, and through there, you can go to our website 
and then if you're on our streams, which are usually uh, Saturday night, which we'll be we'll be doing more soon. Saturday night, join us at DC The Breaker on Twitch and YouTube. Join our family, our community from there. You know, once you're you've bought a box, you're part of the community. You can join our Discord. And that is where we're doing a lot more interaction. We're doing buy, sell, trades, and, you know, crap talking sports and, you know, Colts and Ravens and Rams and basketball and, and memes and all that kind of stuff. That's the community. But the easiest way to find us is at DCD Collects. And then from there, like wrestling buffs, absolutely. That's a thing to collect. And, and it's really, you've got, you know, the memories of getting those. Yeah, as, D, as DC says, join our family. And one of the things I really want to say, and I say this in our meetings all the time, there's a, a business speaker, a, a, a speaker, you know, a motivational speaker named Steve Farber. And his motto that I've taken is do what you love in service of those who love what you do. And that is what we're doing. Trevor and I and DC and Lee, really, we get to handle great art, meet cool people, build great boxes and sell them to people who love them and love us for what we're doing and, and are part of our family, our community. And that's, that's the real joy of this. We get to wake up and, and open up baseball cards and we're searching for Star Trek cards or working with artists to buy custom cards or looking, you know, here's like a product we're working on where it's like old Mandrake the Magician comics, right? I mean, so we have so many great reasons to do this. I get to wake up and my days are spent talking to some of my best friends and building really cool product and having great conversations. And that's where we are and what we do and how we live. Well, you just buy John out and just buy all his wrestling shit. So he, he can do, he's like, <laughs> he's got it all. And, and I'll tell you, that's a, you know, and look, we do that. We do this every three months, folks. Doug, Doug is a, a, him and I've discussed this every three months. We set up a time. He comes on, we talk about it because this is something that I don't care who you are you collect whether it was you thought that you were going to collect this thing in the comic book world probably the biggest bust in my opinion was the death of superman uh books where people were out there buying hundreds of these just stacks of them in mylar bags and didn't realize that they weren't killing this guy off he's going to be back in a month yeah you stupid you know, and, and For those who don't know, they're killing the Justice League. It just came out today. Right. See, and I've Same got thing. look, today is Wednesday, so this is comic book day. I've still yeah, got yeah. I and we you know, we could talk about this even Trevor. Like I don't I'm getting ready when I do my next pool. I, I'm way behind and picking stuff up. I've got to pick up everything. I'm probably gonna drop everything from the big two. Stay with the third. They consider Image as the big three now. Image has stepped in, and just stay with all of my um, indie books. Yeah. I read I, the indie books that I read are so much better than the stuff that's out there. You know, Alan Moore still comes along and does stuff. You know, those guys are out there and they do amazing stuff. But most of those guys have their own indie book that's somewhere yeah. out there that you could read. Um, uh, Tom King did Sheriff of Babylon. 
yeah. dealing with him when he was in the CIA. That is an amazing – his Batman run is unbelievable. His Sheriff of Babylon is better. His have Sheriff of Babylon. Have you huh? checked out Gunslinger yet? Have you checked out the Gunslinger stuff? I've read Gunslinger. Okay. Uh, I just picked it up. I did the full run. Seven's out, and I was like, dude, you got a back issue. Is it good? Uh, I'm actually – what I need to get over and pick up is I love that ser- – and this is something that a lot of the comic book companies are doing. And they started it back with um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. For those of you that don't know, Buffy's like on season 18 or 19 right now. Because what they do now is the shows go off of TV and they continue them as comic book series. Yeah. And they the, this, the runs through comic books are seasoned. So Buffy's like that. I love the TV show Magicians. If you like yeah. Harry Potter, but you're an adult, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. watch Magicians. Go back and watch that series. And then start reading the books. I they came out with that with probably about six eight months ago. I've got to pick up through that. But I'm reading. I just finished uh, a blip. I'm up to date as far as what I've got with Oblivion Song, which is done by Robert Kirkman. I have the first issue signed by Kirkman, sitting CGC in my collection. That's an example of you know getting into and I think Skybound as far as those companies are concerned. Skybound has figured it out. You can go on every, I think they do it about once a month. If you follow Skybound, they do a vault where they sell stuff at great prices. And they still to this day had the best, their version of a breaker box at NYCC about 2019. It was $50 for a box. Every box had a guaranteed 9.8 CGC book in it. And I got the 10th anniversary uh, issue one at 9.8 from them that sits on my my walking dead wall it was all walking dead stuff i have a whole wall for walking dead but I, this is what i mean we're talking about folks if you have a collection you love collecting don't mess around reach out to dcd's collects i know we're talking about baseball cards and we're talking about football cards and sports universal thing but i will tell you i would promise you between these two gentlemen if you didn't listen they know a lot about other collecting also. So I promise you, if you reach out to them, they may not be your guy that's looking to buy or sell your collection, but I promise you, they probably know the direction to point you who to, who to reach out to that is at least going to give you an honest evaluation, an honest conversation, because I've reached out to Doug in the past and been like, Hey, I got this thing. I can't find a price. Can you give me an idea of what I'm looking at here? And he gave me an honest assessment of what I was looking at. So those are the things that that we really want you folks to understand about this. And it's a family. It's a community. Um, I don't know if bourbon's going to last in it at that long, if Trevor ever got within arm's reach, but we'll do our best. But make sure you're reaching out to D- DCD Collects, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all those locations. F- subscribe to all their stuff. Subscribe to what they've got going on. Make sure you give them a follow. Same thing with our stuff, folks. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. If you've got something going on, reach out to me. My email is the Above the Bar Podcast. We'll get this .com going. I just realized the other day I didn't realize I bought Above the Bar Podcast.com, the name. I didn't realize I even bought it. I, I might have had a little been a little inebriated. So I was like, fuck it. I, I own the name. I might as well. Make it, cool. it happen. Let's go. I got this shit. I might as well do something with it. So make sure you're you're reaching out to all those things. Um, we're going to do this again in three months, whether Doug likes it or not, he's, he's bound to it. 
he, he done messed up. And real quick, while I'm thinking about it, we had Isaiah Gill. There's another one collecting music stuff. Isaiah Gill was on uh, a couple of weeks ago. He is the current drummer for Black Flag. Um, and he was on, and he sent me this amazing shirt from the band North by North. Um, the dude is awesome. Uh, gotta, gotta love all their stuff. So thank him for that. Go give him a follow. Uh, absolutely. For everyone who hung out with us all night, thank you for hanging out. John, everybody that was on, uh, DC, we're going to get you on here soon, sooner or later. And you and I can talk about how you got into being a breaker that I think would be interesting in and of itself. As we always do though, gents, because we can go on for hours with this. I know we, we can, because I know the three of us, this should, just so you know, folks, this is going to end. They're going to hang out for a minute and we're going to still talk for another 30 minutes as <laughs> I'm downloading all this and getting it all situated to come out tomorrow morning. So make sure you give everybody a follow. Make sure you're going on to also follow in the podcast. I need you on Apple. I need you on Spotify, wherever you're at. Download it. Give us a, a, a rating. That rating means that other people get to see it. That's how that crazy algorithm shit works. People don't just find anything anymore. It gets stuffed in your face. So you two can figure out who's collecting, who, who gets to say it first. But as always, the guest gets the last word. So. How about Trevor? Because you never you get never to talk. Did. So, Doug, you say the last, your last word, and then Trevor gets the last, All last right. word. You know, I, I'll just quickly say, one, it is a true pleasure uh, coming on and talking to you. And and the vibe that we get here, you know, you and I talking, now you, I, Trevor talking, is exactly what we're going for. It's that, it's that feeling of we are amongst people who speak the same language, have that shared bond of collecting and you said it before it doesn't have to be what we collect if you understand collecting it all makes sense i can understand why someone would collect barbie where you know or someone would collect artwork and and, and the the concepts are, are essentially the same uh it's just it's a shared language and it's like finding your tribe and and being excited about something and and you may be, be excited about a, a a comic book no one else has heard of but you come talk to your friends and all of a sudden it's the greatest thing. And you, you got that joy kind of like talking about sports and that's what we're doing, man. And so what we're doing here is what Trevor and I are trying to create at DCD collects. Uh, and so uh, thank you for being a big part of that. Thank you for joining our family, Sean. It has been a, when you join our, our, our chats, our breaks, we love having you and uh, we just love what we're doing. That's awesome. Trevor. What's the final word from you, brother? Word. Whatever Doug said, word. I mean, that's it, right? I mean, I don't have anything else other to add other than like, yo, word. I mean, he laid the smack down. That's what this is about for us, though. So I guess I do have a little more other than, you know, collect what you want. That's really what I tell everybody. And that's what we're trying to portray to everybody else is, is give you a different perspective on collecting rather than what's presented out to you in the regular world. Right. So we are trying to add a new angle to collecting and make it more about community. So to being on this podcast and connecting with the I mean, look, we already connected with two other people right on this podcast. So, you know, I only said I had one word. I got a lot and I do, you know, but for me, it is the joy of getting to do this with people like you and my best friend. And, you know, I don't sit behind a desk every day, but I do. And, and for me. Right. It's, it's that. It's all of that. It's to be able to say, I went to a comic book shop today and that was work. So as we go through this collecting world, we're blessed. So uh, that to me is really what this is all for me is 
is is is I think a lot of people right now are looking for an escape, and a lot of people are looking for a place that they can find that might be a different angle on life, whether it be work from home or be there for your family. So, you know, as I go through this, it is, it's community and family is everything. So again, Sean, thanks for letting us put it out there, man. This is dope. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an earplug podcast presentation found on earplugpodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.